For so many modern driven women, life is about being more than one thing. We're multidimensional and so are our conversations. We carry multiple identities. We can be both mother and artist, both attorney and entrepreneur, both clinician and CEO, both humble and proud. Life for women like us is about both, about all of the above. It's about the and. Our stories are the stories of so many of you. We wanted the freedom and flexibility to live life on our own terms, and we felt the pull to be more present to our families. But we still felt drawn to contribute, to build, and to create. And we wanted to establish financial security for ourselves and our children. For us, that looked like founding software companies and then a successful coaching and online course business. But for you, that may look different. Our mission is to help other women build and grow businesses on the internet. Starting up online can be overwhelming and isolating, but it doesn't need to be. We're here to share an insider's peek into the strategies and mental resilience it takes to create and run six and seven figure online businesses. As women entrepreneurs, only 2% of us will ever earn a million dollars. We've done it ourselves and we're on a mission to help you reach financial independence by chronicling our journey and sharing our proven playbook. Join us for honest conversations about what it really means to grow a business and build a life that aligns with your values and adds something meaningful to the world. I'm Sandy Connery. And I'm Jenny Barcelos. And you're listening to the And She Spoke podcast. Make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss any of the new podcasts that drop every single Tuesday. Hello, and welcome to the And She Spoke podcast. I'm Jenny Barcelos. Hi, Sandy. <laughs> You got some high energy today, Jenny. I love it. Hi, Jenny. Hi, everyone. All right, Sandy, what are we talking about today? We're talking about how to not write shitty blogs. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That may or may not be the title of the episode. We haven't decided yet. You'll know by the time you're listening to it. Yeah. Well, it's important not to write shitty blogs. Yeah. And I think like the previous episode was about this marathon running analogy and about the importance of like weekly content creation. And so this week we're going to talk about, because I think a lot of people do have blogs, but there's a bit of a misunderstanding of how to use them and why you would even have one. And yeah, so we're going to talk about how to make it effective. Okay. Yes. So I will just start this conversation. We do a rant. I have a Jenny rant about blogging. You know, I can do a rant, but I also will say I had one of these shitty blogs for a long time. It wasn't shitty to me, but it was shitty as a business. And so I feel like I can speak from experience here as someone who started blogging in 2010. That was just like the heyday of the internet. I just have to give a moment here to 2010 (laughs) blogging. It was just so much joy in that for me. But there's nothing wrong with having a blog that is you talking about your life. So I had a blog where I talked about like health and wellness. Like a lot of us had these kinds of blogs, like healthy living blogs where we talked about what we ate every day and what exercise we did. And we shared pictures from our day, like really bad pictures that because we didn't have like really high resolution cameras on our phones. And so like that's fine. And I also talked about craft projects and I talked about my pregnancy every week. And I talked about like, those are the things for years that I blogged about and what books I read and why I liked them. And there's lots of blogs like this and there's nothing wrong with them if that is your hobby. In this podcast episode, we're talking about blogging for business. And that's what we really teach inside of our program Visible and also in our program Luminaries. And so 
there's nothing wrong with having one of these blogs. And it's not shitty in and of itself to have a blog like this. Like it's, it can be a very powerful way to journal. There's nothing wrong with it. But it does not help you as a business at all. In fact, it's just wasting your time. So if you think that that's the kind of blog that you have and that's going to somehow support your business, it's just not. It's not have a blog for having a blog's sake. There has to be some reason and purpose and strategy and thinking behind what you write so that people can find you and your business on the internet. Yes. And that it's like cohesive and makes sense because if it's just about you as a person and it's like your diary, um, then that's not going to be for most of us very useful as like a framework for selling anything to anyone. So the exception here is people who are professional influencers. I'm not an influencer, Sandy. You're not an influencer. We certainly uh, are in this space and have seen the rise of influencers and sort of how that business model works and have studied it ad nauseum. And I will say that even the influencers have a pretty intensive strategy behind what they're doing. So it's still not just random. It may look random, but it's actually probably not very random. Like there's a particular influencer strategy that's still focused on getting as many page views and doing sponsored content and attracting the right kind of advertisers. And so that's also not what we're talking about in this. Like when we're talking about blogging for business, we're not talking about become a professional influencer. Like we're not talking about becoming a Kardashian. That's not the business model. Those like blog posts about their trip to Paris, there's actually a different motive behind because there's some like thing they're promoting, like the hotel. Yeah, it's a sponsored. It's a sponsored post. Yes. So that's a hard thing to break into. If it's 2023 and you're just getting started, it's not impossible. But if your dream is to become really, really famous, go for it. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Like it's a spectacular way to make a living while you can, but it is not what we teach. So let's just set those things aside and talk about kind of what a helpful blog is for your business. Okay, go. What's a helpful blog, Jenny? A helpful blog is a blog that is written strategically. So you're going to have certain topics that you focus on over and over. We recommend three to five and we call them content pillars. So do lots of other people. So that way, as you're building an audience, you start to get known for the work that you do, the writing you do, the podcasting you do, the YouTubing you do within a particular set of issues or areas. And so that way, it's not just like totally random content. Like it's not to say you can't ever have a random episode or blog post. It just means that like the vast majority of your content fits within kind of this structured framework of these three to five topics. And beyond that, it means that you're producing content consistently, ideally, at least weekly. And ideally, you're releasing content on the same day of the week because you start to build an audience of people who is expecting to see content at certain intervals. Like if you post every Thursday morning at 11 a.m. and you know, you've built up a readership of your blog, for example, and then you don't post, like people start to drop off, like they get worried or they just start to forget about you. Yeah. That's like a big part of it. And then I think it will just help to talk about what a blog post is not if it's written strategically for your business. So it's not probably like a vacation recap. It's not a journal entry. It's not like a diary. It's not just 
like your morning pages where you're kind of doing a thought download of whatever's going on in your head. Like it's not a stream of consciousness. Like it's not any of those things. Typically a blog post that's written for your business is going to be written to serve your audience, not just to serve you. And so like I think that that's probably the most important thing to have in mind is like what is the intention of the post? Like what is the goal of the post? And you need to have that very clear because when we are working as creators, like you obviously have some creative self-expression there, but your goal is to build a group of people that trust you and rely on you for information and and ideas. And you want to make sure that you're being clear to those people and that you're serving them with every single piece of content that you make. I want to just emphasize a couple of points you just said. So I think the most important thing is to put yourself into the shoes of the reader, your audience, your ideal clients, and what do they need to hear? What do you need to tell them? What do you need to teach them? It's about and for them. They're not reading it to learn about your life just because. They're reading it because they want to learn something for them. Like they want to solve some problem or understand something or clarify, right? And I think that does not mean to say that you don't get to add a personal story, like depending on the blog and the topic, but you could always add story like this thing happened on the weekend and this is what I learned. And this is, you know, you can move it into one of your content pillars and maybe make it into a call to action about coming into the program or getting this download or whatever, right? So you can still use story. It doesn't mean you can't ever talk about yourself, but you have to come at it from the lens of how is it that I can best help and serve my audience today when I write this blog post? Mm Mm-hmm. You're all fired up about your business until you have to go and market it, talk about it, promote it. All of that feels so heavy, hard, and overwhelming. We know that your business will flourish when you become comfortable promoting your work. And for that reason, we created Visible, a program that helps women amplify their voice in a world that tries to keep them quiet. Build an audience around your body of work and not just your body. So forget everything you've been taught about marketing. Visible is your fastest route to building an audience of raving fans that can turn into paying clients. And side bonus, you can ignore trend alerts on Instagram. Join Visible today at joinvisible.co. Like, it really does matter that you incorporate your story. I think being too far on the other side is also a problem because then you just start to be like, what's the difference between you and an AI robot writing like step-by-step instructions for something? Like, it's you need to not be that either. You need to be putting your own personal spin and weaving your own stories and ideas into your content no matter what. That's what makes people come back over and over is because it's your particular flavor of these topics that starts to interest them. So I think that like maybe that balance is hard to understand at first. And my best advice for someone as someone who has been writing and creating on the internet for 13 years, my best advice is just like you figure that balance out by doing it. There's no instruction sheet for that. Like I think we do have this like wonderful content brief outline that we share in our visible program, which is again, also inside luminaries for our clients where we, we provide a pretty specific prescriptive structure for how to outline content to use in your business. 
but it's just a framework. Like until you start to be a creator and actually like create content, it's a skill that you only can truly master by doing. Like you can't study it ad nauseum and not take action and expect that you're really going to get it right. And I, I think you come up from a background in science, Sandy, and I have a background in science and law. And so I think that that's probably hard for people like us to understand. Like, wait, you're, you're telling me that there's like something magic that I just have to learn on my own. And like, yeah, you do. You've just got to figure it out. Like you've got to find your own voice by doing it. Yeah, absolutely. But I think it is this like weird balance because you do have to be interesting. You do have to be interesting. And I think so often we see a lot of writing that is not interesting because it's just about me, me, me. And I did this and I did this and I did this and then this happened. And it's like, I don't care. Like how does it apply to me? You know? So I think it is testing the waters to like learn what your voice is. And the way we set it up and the way we teach it, I think it, you did this, is like the pillars are really helpful. So you have to kind of like pick a topic that falls into one of the buckets or the pillars. And then how do you weave your own story? But also like you have to bring your own flavor and personality to your writing so that you are interesting and that you are a little bit different. Doesn't mean that everyone's going to love you. Doesn't mean everyone's going to read you. Doesn't mean everyone's going to have positive things, but you just have to figure out who you are as a writer, who you are as a blogger, who you are as a creator and, and as an entrepreneur and like weave the facts and the motivation and the inspiration with your story. And that is art. Yeah, it is. It totally is. And I think that that's the part that probably freaks people out. And I think that it also is like super attractive to people who have a journaling practice and who like to write. And yet it's not the same as that. And I just think like that's the balance, right? So we've created a template, like an outline template and framework for, for our clients. But I just think for those of you that are listening, if you know that this is the path for you, like being a content creator on the internet is what you want to make a living by being yourself, like ain't nothing better, then I think it's worth just like diving in and starting to figure this out. And I think it's like a little scary at first because it's doing this work in public like most of us, when we're learning a skill, we're not doing it in public in front of the entire internet to see. But guess what? Nobody's going to be reading it. The entire first. internet is not seeing it. No. Yeah. So it's like, it's okay. And even if it's, you're YouTubing and you're doing this like as a, we say blogger, right? But we're, when we talk about blogging, we also mean YouTubing and podcasting and writing. But you know what, Jenny? I was just going to say this and you just gave me a perfect segue. It's like, when we talk about doing like the journal or like writing a diary, basically, like the uninteresting, not helpful for your business kind of, it, it's always writing. Like nobody gets in front of a microphone and just rambles off about what they ate in their holidays and their whatever, their story about their dog or whatever. They don't do that. Like when you sit down to create a YouTube video or when you sit down to create a podcast, there's something different that you're like, okay, what am I going to teach? What am I going to tell them? What am I going to share? Like there's some higher value associated with that as opposed to just like creating a blog just so I can say I have a blog. So I put these posts up and I don't know why that is. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like in your mind, people will post a blog less strategically than they will post a podcast or a YouTube episode. Yeah. I, I think that there's some truth to that because it's just quite a bit more work to do the other things. And so of course you're going to like take the time to think through what the strategy is. I totally get that. I also think though. I watch a lot of YouTube, Sandy, and there are people that just kind of like turn the camera on. So for the most part, that's true. But I do think like 
like TikTok and Instagram reels have made people comfortable in front of the camera. So there's also a lot of kind of like stream of consciousness on video now too. So yeah, I think that there's some truth there. And I guess like the reason we're recording this is because I think that it's like blogging is such like this big topic. And like to be a blogger means a lot of different things to different people. And I just want to say like if your blog is part of your business and the purpose of your blog is to grow an audience of people, some of whom will buy the things you sell in your business, it's a different thing than just having a blog to share your ideas or having a blog to keep in touch with your family that doesn't live near. Like it just is different. And so it should be done strategically. And I think that it's also, I just want to say, best investment in yourself you can make. <laughs> like to me, strategically blogging or creating content in some form is as important or more important than going to college at this point. <laughs> I just think like, don't write off what we're saying here. It's very, very important. It is like for your career, it's extremely important. Like this is, this is to me the most important skill you learn as like not just an entrepreneur, but as a professional, any field. Like the ability to strategically communicate with people and establish yourself as an expert, an authority, or a thought leader is as important as anything else you will learn. Yeah. And I think like if we talk about like if you're not an entrepreneur and you're working corporate or whatever, I see a lot of that happening on LinkedIn. Like people will write pieces and posts for that exact reason, but it's just they're discoverable in a different way. They don't own the platform, obviously, but that's like people find them because of what they write. Yeah. And I think it's that like we're not talking in this episode about reposting, but there's that's also like a wonderful strategy. I would encourage all of those professional corporate LinkedIn people to also have their own blog on their own domain with their name. <laughs> but yes, that's why I think it's not just about entrepreneurship. Like I I think that this is now your like safety net in the economy is to be established and to have a reputation for being known for certain things. And this is both true as an entrepreneur and as an employee. Like, I just don't think there's that much of a distinction anymore. Yeah. No, that's interesting. Yeah. And I hope we didn't hurt a lot of feelings in this. Like, I just, because I am a blogger at heart and I'm like, I, I don't think blogs that are personal are shitty and like, like for real. I just think they're shitty for your business. <laughs> like, they're not shitty in and of themselves because I love them and they're very sacred to me. But our angle and what we teach is it taking women to make money. And you're not going to make money out of that. So that is why we wanted to have this episode to just clarify, have a blog, but think about what you're posting, be strategic about who you're trying to attract, attract them, sell to them and make some money. Yeah, absolutely. And think about like what your end game is, right? So for those of you that are listening to us, you're probably in the online business entrepreneurship space, in which case like listen to us and please follow our advice because it will help you. And if you're like, hey, I, I actually think I'm an influencer. I want to be an influencer. Then don't listen to us because it's a different... You need to be listening to someone who's teaching you that model and that's not the model that we're talking about. If that's your game, the strategies are pretty different. Like you shouldn't have your content buckets. You should try to be like as loud as provocative with everything you do as possible. <laughs> like that is your strategy just to get as many people watching you as possible. So that's different. It's just not the same. And then if your goal is like to have a blog for your own self because it's fulfilling to you and 
you know, you want your friends and your family to read it and maybe a few other people, but you don't need to make a living from it, then this is also not the same. Like then it's different too, right? So I just, like I read a number of blogs that are this sort of friends and family style blogs. And it's like one of the best parts of my day is reading those people that I know and have known for decades and reading about what their kids did that day in homeschool. Like that's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just not the same business model and maybe not a business. I just want to also like say that because writing and creating content in general is a magical process and there's nothing wrong with any of the ways of doing it in and of themselves. Awesome. Okay. Got it. So join Hustle? Yes. You have the joy. Okay. So on the weekend, I went to the ballet. I don't know that I've ever been to the ballet before, but it was amazing. And part of why it was, the ballet has never appealed to me before, but this was Lenny Kravitz ballet. It was called Love Rocks. And it was by a particular troupe out of New York City. And they're called Complexions Dance. And Complexions is spelled with an X. So their website is complexionsdance.org. And it is worth just going on there and watching the video and the photos of these incredible athletes. And what I love so much about it, first of all, it's Lenny Kravitz music. So it wasn't like orchestral. They also did so much, like it was a mix of, I think they call it contemporary ballet and I don't really know very much about dance. So for those of you that do apologize for my, my not understanding at all, but it's like ballet, but also modern lyrical, like a little bit of hip hop, like with a flex foot as opposed to a pointed foot, like these little subtle things just made it unbelievable. It was super emotional. They also played with gender, which I loved so that it wasn't like there would be, you know, a a dance with like all the men and the men would lift up men. Like it wasn't just like men lifting up, you know, the lifts with the women. So there was this fluidity to it that was Beautiful. So I bringing I'm bringing it up now because it's amazing and it's still they're touring with Love Rocks, and it's all going to the states now. So it's worth if that appeals to you. I don't remember what the tickets were, but it wasn't unreasonable. It was it's worth. I would see it again. I would have gone the next day to see it again. It was so good. There's so much happening. Even this lighting, they're all backlit. They're almost always in shadow, which was so interesting because they were sort of mysterious. Like you couldn't really see their faces. And that's why I went on the website to see who these unbelievable people are. So yeah, complexions with an X, dance.org. Loved it. It looks amazing. Yeah, it looks like they have they have some shows coming to California later in the beginning of the summer. That looks amazing. Thank you for sharing that. That's great. I love going to the ballet. Well, my hustle is also kind of a joy and it's also maybe obnoxious, but I'm just going to go for it. So my – it's like a joy hustle and (laughs) it is our Tesla. I had a lot of like big feelings about getting a Tesla, a lot of big mixed feelings. There's a lot of politics involved in the Tesla and I just – we took advantage of the nice little lower prices when Elon just – tried to play the market here like a couple months ago and we got one finally. And I just have to say that the reason it's a hustle is because I can watch YouTube in Carline. I actually feel like sometimes I'm in Carline for like 45 minutes. And What's for those Carline other, mean? Oh, it's like car, school pickup. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, it's okay. a whole thing. Like talk uh-huh. about it, like a ballet. It's like this orchestrated complex experiment of like weaving in and out of cones and it's a whole thing. And so I'm sitting in the car for Carline for a long time every day. And now when I have the Tesla, on the days I have the Tesla, I can actually watch YouTube and I can be, that's like working for me. 
this is my job. And I just feel like it's like fantastic. Like it's so nice to be sitting in Carline watching YouTube on like a big giant screen in my car. And I, it's so comfortable. And the same thing, like you go to pick up takeout food and you can like sit there and watch Netflix while you're waiting for your food to be like, it's just, I know you can use your phone. It is so much better than using your phone. And it's just so quiet. It's just so, it feels just so comfortable. They have dog mode. You can leave the dog in the car and that like keeps the car the right temperature. It's just the best. And so to me, it's a joy, but it's also a hustle because I feel like it is improving my life and improving my productivity and I'm all for it. And I actually think it's like, there's so many things that are different about it than just being a car. Like, it's not like getting a different car. It's like a different experience to drive a environment. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. You were driving it when I came down to see you last month. And so it was, it makes zero sense up here, but I always wanted to drive in one and see what it felt like. So it was incredible to do that with you. It was fun. Yeah. It's fun. So anyway, if you want to have extra time in Carline to watch your YouTube, I recommend getting a Tesla. Just go grab a Tesla. (laughs) Just just go pick one up. All right. All right. All right, everybody. We will see you you. next time. Bye. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Marvelous. Marvelous helps you build and grow your own courses, memberships, and live streamed programs. Go from idea to open for business in just minutes. If you're looking for a simple, beautiful, custom branded platform to build and grow your online business, you can learn more at heymarvelous.com.